Welcome to This Week in Lebanon Warriors Athletics here on LebanonWarriors.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by Lebanon Athletic Director Keith Pantling. Uh, Keith, good to have you back with us once again. Uh, let's get right into it because we have a very, very busy show here to uh, to discuss here. I know you've got a lot of other business to uh, to tend to here, so we appreciate some of your time here. Uh, let's get into uh, things and let's start off with your baseball team. Uh, had a four-game win streak going into the end of last week. Had that snap against uh, Anderson, a really exciting game. Wind up coming short, though, uh, losing that game uh, seven to six. Uh, Going to get Anderson again uh, today after Mother Nature uh, postponed it on Monday. Mother Nature has been kind of up and down uh, yeah. lately, but uh, get Kings later on uh, in the week, though. But uh, look at the way the season's gone. A season high seven runs allowed uh, in that loss to uh, Anderson after your pitching staff had been throwing very, very well uh, to start the season. Uh, any concerns from the coaching staff right there as far as the number of runs allowed, or is it just kind of a blip in the radar against an Anderson team who's been swinging the bats very well to start? Well, I know we talked about the success they had in uh, the non-conference to open the year and, and kind of the bats were hitting, but I also had, had told you that they, you know, that the, uh, the pitching staff was a strong suit. So I don't think they're, they're jumping off the ship yet, so to speak. But um, mm -hmm. I think that, they know that the conference is a bit of a grinder. Um, you talk about the dog days of summer in, in Major League Baseball. I think you're getting into that grinder right now, and especially with games being flipped around and the weather, as you mentioned, um, things are really going to tighten up here in the next few weeks. Where um, you know you don't have much to, to much time to feel sorry for yourself. They're just going to go out there on the next day and, and hope the bats are alive. But that lineup, top to bottom, is is good. The rotation's good, and I think coaches uh, just wants to get back on the winning track and get some momentum. So. Good to have Anderson at home today. And then, as you know, it's always easy to get up for some of those rivalry games they got coming up with King. So it will be a looking forward to see uh, how, how the pitching staff bounces back uh, in those games uh, coming up here. Let's move on to softball. And uh, they are off to a very nice start in league play. A 4-0 overall, outscoring the four opponents 56-10. to And now you get an Anderson team. Uh, coming in uh, this week who has been struggling. Their pitching staff has been getting knocked around all season long. Uh, in three league games, they've given up 47 runs. So uh, the matchup sets up uh, very well uh, for your girls. I'm wondering how the girls go into a game like this, knowing they've been knocking the cover off the ball and they're facing a team whose pitching staff has been getting raked over the early stages of the conference season. How do they? What's the challenge there in trying to stay focused and maybe not look past the team in Anderson that's been struggling? Yeah, I think um, coach does a really good job. I don't think they're looking past anybody. We actually had to move a game up. They're going to host Springboro today um, just because we, we lost the game yesterday and then they had to move a conference game later in the week. So um, really not even moved on to Anderson yet. And, you know, you're going to mm -hmm. go play a tough Springboro team that we're used to playing uh, from the G walk in kind of a rivalry game for us and then turn around and, and have that Anderson game. So as I mentioned for the boys, um, this time of year, it's just it's just uh, show up and show out every day. I mean, you, you don't have much time to think about who you're playing. Maybe evaluate the pitching staff, but you're just you're playing your game and, and moving on. Let's move on and let's uh, let's talk about girls lacrosse sitting at a two and one right now. Uh, we were hoping to maybe move to three and one, but uh, Mother Nature again played some issues in the, mm -hmm. in the match against uh, Anderson uh, last Thursday. Actually, got it going and it was a six five game. Or early on before lightning made an issue and it wound up being postponed. And so that'll have to be made up uh, it's, at some point here. But uh, busy time coming up here with uh, Walnut Hills, CHCA, and uh, Ursuline uh, coming up this week. Three pretty good programs. Uh, how do you expect them to uh, come into these 
after last Tuesday's game against Loveland when they were really beaten uh, pretty soundly. You know, it's funny. One of one of the girls was down here, uh, Audrey Kilgown, I was talking to, and um, it goes to show how focused they are and the, the optimism they have. She uh, spoke how highly of, of about how, how well they played in that Loveland game. And I was kind of taken aback to say, well, it was like 15 to four, I think was the final. Uh, so one, it goes to show you how good Loveland is, but two, that yeah. um, even with that setback, uh, they feel like they're hitting their stride and playing really well together. Um, so, you know, they didn't, they didn't put too many in the net there and probably gave up more than they should have uh, on the other end, but um, they feel good about where they're at. And then uh, to have three games this week, I think the depth is, is, is going to need to come into play um, when you play, you know, uh, three tough teams here in the next uh, three days. So uh, I think that's something else that they're going to be looking at to uh, keep things going in the right direction. Over on the boys' side, they are, <clears throat> excuse me, 2-0 and in the ECC uh, since we last talked, uh, pitching a shutout against Anderson, 14 to nothing. Tough game against Elder. That's a really good test uh, last Friday and then uh, this past Monday, uh, beating Walnut Hill 16-5. to So you're 2-0 and in ECC outscoring your opponents by a score combined score of 30 to five. So can't ask for a much better start there. Uh, how are they feeling about the start they've gotten, particularly from the defense uh, and your goaltending, as you said, only giving up the five goals and those, those being to uh, Walnut Hills. And then of course the shutout against Anderson. I think they're really optimistic last night. Um, I was able to watch that game and six, five at halftime. And then they pitched a shutout in the second half. So um Really good to kind of see them turn on the Jets. And uh, Coach gave him a nice stern talk and do there at the half and obviously worked uh, worked out in his favor. But um, I think, again, creating depth as you get into the middle of this season, I think he tried to play uh, going into the game, nothing against Walnut Hills, but they had a, a, an own four record. I think there was some uh, creating some opportunities there for some younger players or some typical bench players uh, to see if they would, um, you know, th to see if they would uh, capitalize on an opportunity and maybe step up sure. and, um, create some depth there. Um, and then, sure. you know, he kind of had to revert back to some of the senior laden, you know, lineup there in the second half to get things back on track. But um, so I think creating depth moving forward and continuing to build the program, um, especially as they, they get into conference play here and, and go back to back to back um, pretty quickly. Uh, speaking of going really back to back to back, your tennis team is going to endure that here coming soon. They, they have won two of their last three, but you know, we're looking at a week here. You've got scheduled dates against Turpin, West Claremont, Milford, and then, oh, by the way, the defending league champs uh, in Loveland, who are always a tough team uh, on the tennis court. It's the only week they're going to have all season long with so many ECC opponents in it. I mean, yeah. you're talking four, four league opponents in one week's time here. Uh, how much emphasis do you think the coaches have put on this week, knowing the message it can send going forward? Because as we look at the calendar right now, we're only a couple of weeks away. Uh, from the ECC championships, I would I would assume Coach uh, Zembeck. I, I I would think that he you know today, this is a perfect week for for tennis too. If you look at the weather, um, yeah, you know to get out there and and then have those conference matches. That uh, it's kind of a make it or break it week. So I'm sure he's just emphasizing to the guys to um, to bring bring their A game and, and do everything they need to to prepare from from sleep and nutrition to. Uh, the way they're focused, um, their approach, you know, what they're doing in terms of the bus ride to wherever they're going. Um, just, just do everything you can to optimize your potential when you, when you arrive at that match, because uh, it's one of the sports going into the ECC that I can certainly tell you uh, was a bit frightening knowing the East side of Cincinnati and uh, the game of tennis. I mean, there are some, 
some very proud communities um, where tennis is big and, uh, you know, indoor facilities and all these different clubs and things that, um, you know, they're, they're starting at a young age and we're, we're running into some buzz sauce for sure. So, um, but it's a great challenge for our kids and, and I'm excited to see the program grow. Before we move on to a uh, track and field here, I want to uh, get your thoughts on how that the ECC for you, now that you're seeing it for the first time in tennis on the boys side compares to the previous days uh, in the G walk in terms of the level of competition, the facilities, Mm-hmm. maybe even the enthusiasm how is that comparison for you and how has that adjustment been for the kids sure so so obviously i um i came aboard over last summer so that uh transition was already made i, I did come from little miami so i was part of of those discussions because we were transitioning to the ecc as well um mm-hmm. but it's interesting when when i was at little miami we pulled coaches to see you know who was in favor who wasn't um here because of of geographically um uh, I believe, and again, I wasn't here, but uh, there were some coaches in favor, some not, just like you would be anywhere um, sure. because of how close we are to both the Dayton and the Cincinnati area. So um, I think uh, in terms of competition, uh, some some were much more favorable uh, than others in terms of which sports thought they would come in and, and it would be better for them versus it would be uh, much tougher Um, so I think that, uh, tennis is one of those sports. I I don't know for sure, but I would assume, um, you know, was looked at as this is going to be a major challenge. Um, and I think we're, we're seeing that now, but our, our kids are stepping up to the, uh, to the plate, so to speak. And, uh, as we said, a huge week, it can go a long way as far as setting the tone for, uh, how, how things are going to go in the ECC, not only this year, but in, in years to come here. Yeah, I will say, you know, overall, um, Obviously, our success, as we talked about last week and being in first place in the all, all sports trophy going into the yeah. spring. Um, overall, there's there's an energy and an optimism um, and, uh, you know, around our community and athletics right now that um, I think is um, is really positive and uh, really healthy for for our community. So we're going to continue to build on that. And I think it's a great fit for us all around for sure. And uh, really taking a leap of faith here, kind of it's kind of the element of unknown, the unknown, because you know you don't really know what you're going to get when you change leagues like this. After mm-hmm. you know the history had in the G and Lebanon had in the G Walk, and now into the ECC. And as you said, uh, your programs have made more than a statement here, and the tennis team will look to continue that uh, this coming week here with uh, four ECC schools uh, on the schedule. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about your track and field teams, both the boys and the girls. We're uh, up at Waynesville uh, this past Friday, and uh, we talked about some of the individual pl- uh, runners and, and field athletes uh, last week. A couple more here I want to mention here because of what they did up in Waynesville. It just continues to impress and upon the, the depth that we talked about uh, last week. On the boys' side, Mason Combs and Austin Miller uh, both put up season bests in the long yep. jump. So now you look at the, the conference standings, Lebanon has – number one, number two, and number three distances in the long jump. So sure. you're dominating there. Uh, the girl On the girls' side, Abby Taylor goes up to Waynesville, wins the 3,200-meter run in 11.31. I don't even know how long that is. I would rather drive it than even <laughs> think about running it. Uh, I don't know about you. And uh, Faith Duncan uh, just continues to put up impressive times. She sets a new ECC low time in the 800 uh, just under two minutes and 20 seconds. That's five seconds faster than the rest of the league right now. I know we're early and still early in the season, just a handful of meets uh, under our belts thus far, but still she's five seconds clear of the field uh, in the 800. They're going to head up to Centerville 
uh, later on this week for the uh, elk relays. Uh, I have to imagine it's a pretty positive energy around both the boys and the girls track and field teams right now, given that every single week we're seeing PR after PR and the times get lower and the distances in which they throw and jump continue to get higher and higher. Yeah. And that's all intentional. And I, I know I, I always rave about our coaching staff, but uh, coach Simcoe and coach Collier, they, I mean, everything's calculated. Everything's intentional uh, in terms of those PRs and, um, and performing at their best at the, at the right time, which is the end of the year. So I think you're going to consider continue to see that trend of, uh, of PRs and, and times getting better and better as we go on. And that's all done in the way they train. Um, and the, the kids know that, which is, which is a healthy transparency to know that we're training a certain way uh, that you don't need to PR right now. It's part of a, a calculated, you know, there's a science behind the process to, um, to PR at the, the time you want to PR, uh, which is the end of the year. Yeah. And so um, their respect for the coaches and understanding of that is, is really cool to see. And um, just a great program top to bottom tied into our cross country and coach Birkin. Um, they're just, uh, they're fabulous. They're great with the, with the kids and um, just a great family atmosphere. Lastly, before we uh, wrap up here today, I, I'm curious to know for you personally, when you see these results come in week after week, meet after meet, and these kids continue to set PRs, you know, move up the leaderboard in the ECC and with, with such consistently, do you ever just shake your head and say, my gosh, how, how long is this run going to keep going? Or, or are you at this point so, I guess, accustomed to it that it's just oh, another day at the office, more PRs here? Yeah, I guess so. I think um, just kind of like they, they really individualize things for each kid to feel like, um, you know, they can improve, um, and that they're, they're, they haven't reached their potential. Um, so you see, right. I mean, everybody top to bottom, I mean, we, we tend to talk about the top ones that are on the leaderboard of the ECC, but you can go right down the line and everybody is improving. And I think that's the really cool thing about track and field and, and it being, uh, based on numbers. So you can kind of see and realize uh, that improvement, that continuous improvement, which I think is really healthy um, for for kids uh, and everybody involved. I would recommend Lebanon fans go on to ECCSports.com and check the times and the distances right now for both the boys and the girls because you go through all the different disciplines for this league and the leaderboard for each one of them, both the boys and the girls, and all these distances and disciplines are peppered with Lebanon Warriors from top to bottom across the leaderboard for however many they have listed. So it's, it's an unbelievable start to the season and a lot more coming here as well up at Centerville coming up uh, this coming weekend. Uh, right now we are out of time here today. I know Keith has a very busy schedule ahead of him here on this Tuesday. Uh, Keith, we certainly appreciate some of your time and joining us here today to talk about it. We'll look forward to doing it again next week. You got it. Thanks guys. And uh, thanks to our community for their continuous support through everything. And uh, I think there's some light at the end of the tunnel, knock on wood and, um, Appreciate you coming out to lacrosse and baseball and softball and everything going on now and supporting the kids. So thank you. We certainly appreciate that support uh, here on the podcast as well. Keep getting out there and supporting those kids as well. And uh, stay tuned each and every week here to This Week in Lebanon Warriors Athletics with myself and Keith Pantling here on LebanonWarriors.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.